Wherever cancer is, Hancock Health will fight. In any part of you and in all corners of East Central Indiana. From Indianapolis to Greenfield to Knightstown and beyond. From hospital rooms to family rooms, we fight. With technology and medicine. With care backed by the wisdom of Mayo Clinic. For you, for your family, and for your future. We fight cancer here. HancockHealth.org slash cancer. Good morning. It's Friday, September 29th. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. And on the WIBC hotline, we have Tony Kinnett from the future Tony Kinnett cast. Tony did some traveling, ventured to Michigan, talked to some people at the UAW plants, and now we get to hear what he found out. Good morning, and it's good to be back in Indiana. All right, Kenneth, so you went to Michigan. You went to see the picketers. You went to see the people from the UAW. You did a big investigative piece. What is going on? Uh, Basically, everyone on the union line, we're being told, is like this big Democrat supporter that loves Joe Biden and loves Democrat policies and thinks Bidenomics is just super duper. And uh, no, that's not the case at all. I hear a lot of people saying the I'm going to vote blue except for Donald Trump, uh, which is something we heard a lot of in 2016. Also, a lot of UAW workers uh, left the picket line to go see Donald Trump at a rally that evening, lighting the streets. And uh, his speech, and and again, I'm I'm often critical of Trump, so this isn't like just Trump fanboy kind of telling you just I love Trump because I love Trump. Um, His speech was honestly really good. And if he spoke like he did last night on the campaign trail throughout the election, he has more than a fighting chance, in my opinion. Okay, so do the workers believe, because there's a lot of people, and we hear from them, who are looking at, I want 40% pay raise, I want a four-day work week. There's a lot of people looking at that going, that's ridiculous. Do these people see how society is seeing them? Yeah, uh, and a lot of you people on the line that we've spoken to outside the Ford Assembly plant do not think that they're going to be getting 40% raises in four-day work, re- four work weeks. It's just not a thing. Uh, a lot. There's basically two opinions on that. Number one, they think, well, they're asking for more because we'll end up getting somewhere in the middle. Um, and as we've seen, the automakers already suggested a 20% raise, which, hey, I mean, I would have taken, mm-hmm. but they, the uh, union leadership did not, which, by the way, upset people on the line because they're like, what are you doing? Why did you not take a 20% pay raise for all of us? That would have been awesome. Uh, and then number two, uh, you see a lot of, of people saying, I don't really know why union leadership is running around whining about Elon Musk and, and whining about four-day work weeks. Uh, we just want a pension. And that's that's genuinely what I have heard from 99 percent of people on the line. There was this old white professor type style guy who I'm not even sure worked at Ford, who told me he was absolutely giddy that Biden had visited. Uh, but he's the also the only person we talked to that didn't usually include uh, some kind of a swear word before or after Biden's name. Uh, Casey, go ahead. OK, you mentioned Elon Musk. Did you hear any rumblings about electric vehicles? Uh, like every other person I spoke to. Mm-hmm. Um, I know this is shock, shocking, but in the Rust Belt, where we make gas-powered cars, people aren't thrilled with the idea of shutting down those gas-powered car factories. Um, my dad worked at Dana. My grandmother worked at Dana. My grandfather worked in, in the manufacturing industry for a long time as an electrician. This manufacturing culture that our, our society is built on is never thrilled when you say, hey, we're going to replace all of this industry with green initiatives. 
I mean, we all see a lot of these businesses that end up going uh, bankrupt because green initiatives suck. Um, we see the battery manufacturing, which is worse for the environment than we're told that it is. And also electric vehicles just in and of themselves are not yet as good as gas powered vehicles. They just aren't. They're prone to overheating. They're not as reliable. And also it's not good for the factory workers themselves. It takes a slightly different skill set. You don't just snap your fingers and convert an automotive factory to electric. That's not how that works. So these factory workers know they would be out of a job if Ford suddenly switches over to Biden's 2035 electric vehicle edict. Tony Kennett, our guest, he has a new piece out at the Daily Signal. He went to Michigan to talk to the UAW workers about what in the world is going on there. All right. So uh, this is the question I've asked about the um, the teachers union, right? Like the, you hear from teachers. We hear from teachers all the time. You do, too. Well, those guys don't speak for me. But they do because people aren't speaking up against the leadership, so by default they speak for you. If people feel this way, why are they allowing the union leadership to continue to make bad deals with politicians they don't like? Well, uh, I, I'm going to try to put this in a bit of a different perspective. Uh, being in a manufacturing union is so completely different from being in a teacher's union. It just is. Teacher's unions have really no history in this country. They just kind of exist for people to whine. Manufacturing and labor unions have a history in this country. I mean, in, in the Midwest specifically, the the there were towns under martial law because of violence between unions and factories in the, in the 50s and 60s. And being a part of a manufacturing union, especially like the UAW, is a part of life for a lot of these people. And there is an expectation that if you're going to be on the line at this factory, that you're going to be a part of the UAW. Um, and that, regardless of politics, that is kind of a core expectation. There's also a core expectation that you're not going to run your mouth and be a scab. And the union, if they find you on a picket line, there's, for example, there's a guy in a, a Fox News clip who's given Biden the side eye. Mm -hmm. And we have yeah. information that the union is already trying to find this man so that, like, he might be dealt with. And when I say dealt with, I mean Italian mob-style Chicago dealt with. Mm. I'm not joking around. I mean dead on the side of the road dealt with, because that's the union. That is. And anyone listening knows that a manufacturing union will take care of something like small-town Jason Aldean take care of something. And so that's why a lot of people don't speak out against manufacturing union leadership. You'll be dead, and I'm not joking. Okay, you said regardless of politics, but this is a political talk show, so let's get into it. Can you compare and contrast the attitude difference or the reception between Joe Biden and Donald Trump? Yeah, Donald Trump's like, hey, remember when I was in office and you guys had money and jobs and there were no strikes and I invited union leadership to the White House within a month of me being in office? And everyone, including the majority of the Democrats that we've spoke to, were like, yes, I remember that fondly. He may have been an a-hole, one woman told me, uh, but I had money in my pocket and food on the table. Biden gets out there and goes, well, you know, I, was, I had a Corvette that was made by a union, which, by the way, it wasn't. Uh, and it's hard. I remembered the union line. I was raised by Puerto Rican rabbis in a black church, and they were all a part of the union. And everyone's like, well, I, I don't feel supported by that. <laughs> Biden also went to this small, like much smaller plant further away than like the core Ford uh, assembly plant where people were striking. That's where we went and did our reporting. And. People just aren't impressed with Biden. Uh, some think that he doesn't even know what he's doing, that he's being controlled like a puppet. The other people think that he just doesn't care about them and he's using them for a photo op. I think it's a mixture of the two. 
So Biden's policies, they also think did this to him. They know Biden's oil policies, energy policies, and not to mention his electric vehicle initiatives. That's some of the that is some of what is to blame. And no, they don't like Biden because of it. Uh, okay, real quick, Casey, I wanted to make sure because Tony's our guest, and and uh, I'm going to hit you with this too, Casey. Uh, I just got this this morning. Uh, it turns out, Tony, Casey, uh, Joe Hogsett is a big WIBC listener. <laughs> Hi, well, Joe. Good for him. Good morning. Uh, this is this was in uh, Adam Wren's Importantville publication. Uh, this is a quote for a, a piece that he was working on from the Hogsett campaign about Shreve now asking the question where Joe Hogsett was during the riots. Now, real quick, would you again like to remind everyone where your sources have told you Joe Hogsett was during the riots? Uh, yes, I have. I have sources that have confirmed to me that, that Joe Hogsett was outside of Indianapolis. And let's just say, just it is possible that Joe Hogsett might have allegedly been in a rehab center. Let's pick a random city. Let's say Richmond, Indiana. <laughs> okay. Now, yeah, who knows why? Maybe he was just visiting like Monopoly. Maybe he was in there, but those are what people have told me. Okay, so Casey, before I read you this quote, um, and let's see if you can point out what is not in this quote. Casey, ask me where I was last night. Where were you last night, Rob? Well, I went to the Brownsburg Town Council meeting. I think we're going to get into that that later in the show that was a rousing good time dealt with a bunch of uh, union government employees over there and then uh, came home watched the uh, NFL football game slept until 1 30 got up and watched the Ryder Cup until I came here with you mm-hmm. you see how that specific that was yes. on where I was last night love it all right here is the quote from the Hogsett campaign Tony are you ready for this about uh, Shreve calling him out on where he was during the riots are you ready I'm on my tiptoes with excitement. All right. Again, as reported by Adam Wren in Importantville, quote, Mayor Hogs had understood that reasonable questions would be raised by the violence that swept major cities in 2020, which is why almost immediately after the events of that summer, he commissioned an independent investigation and report into the activities of city staff and our law enforcement partners. Much like Mayor Hogsett's numerous public appearances and press conferences from that weekend, the report is available to the public. We would suggest that both the Shreve campaign and the city as a whole would benefit from Jefferson listening less to right-wing radio shock jocks (laughs) and more to concerns of regular families who are tired of Trump-style politics infiltrating local government. First of all... I love that Joe Hogsett is apparently listening to this radio program. But, Tony, did what stood out to you about that quote about Joe Hogsett and where he was during the riots? Uh, okay, Alex, I'll take what is I didn't mention where he was the night of the riots. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and you win the million dollars. We're going to keep you on the island. I mean, isn't that just a giant red flag that the guy just still refuses to say to Wish TV, to Indie Star, to Importantville, whoever it is, he will not tell you where he was during the riots. No, and, and the obfuscation is really hilarious. He's like, don't listen to the crew. Like, this is literally like, don't look at the man behind the curtain mm-hmm. in The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> it, it's so obviously transparent. And yet, it, honestly, at this point, I think he knows he, he, he's facing just a wax candidate with almost a spine. And uh, he still can't get out of the fact that most of the people in Indianapolis care about what he says that no one cares about. And it's hilarious. When has he taken questions from common Indianapolis citizens? He all hasn't. Right, all right. Well, uh, when does your show start? Do we know? I feel like I've been promoting this for nine years now. Well, see, if we promote it for nine years, you're more likely to tune in. Uh, we're thinking probably right after a night at WIBC. 
Okay. The Tony Kennett cast that airs sometime in the near future, uh, evening 7 to 8 p.m. here on WIBC. Tony Kennett, you're the best. Thank you. Thanks, guys. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.